Well, I feel, it feels like a slight anticlimax after that, but I'm going to bring our reading from Luke's account of the birth of this great Messiah. This is from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 15, if you want to follow it at home, uh, or on your phone, or on your uh, tablet, whatever you have here. Otherwise, I'll just read it to you. Luke says this, There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified. But the angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of angels appeared, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to all people on whom his favour rests. I want to spend a few moments this morning, if I may, um, thinking about the sign and the thing that it signified. Signs point us to something greater. They point us to the destination, to the, to the goal, to where you want to get to. They point to something far greater than the sign itself. You want to go to the zoo, you, you, you look for the sign of the zoo, you don't then camp by the sign of the zoo and say, oh, a nice sign. You, you go to the place where all the animals and the reptiles are. Signs just lead you there, point you there. They signify. That's what they do. Now, I've got a sign. It's just a couple of squiggles, actually, on the screen here. Can anyone tell me what that sign points to? What's that a sign for? Anyone know? If you're kind of into... Wembley. Thank you so much. Wembley. Here we go, if we see the next slide. Club Wembley. Those two little lines, and they point to Wembley Stadium. Indulge me just for a few moments. Uh, I, I need to, to let you know, although I'm wearing my Christmas shirt today, otherwise I'd be wearing a Fulham shirt. I'm a, I'm a Fulham fan. Two and a half years ago, did someone laugh out there? <laughs> Have we got a Chelsea fan in there? In the house? Two and a half years ago, uh, my family and I, Luke, my son, Joe, we went on a little pilgrimage to Wembley. We, we, we didn't go to the sign, we went to the thing the sign signifies. We went to the place that it points to. There's the arch in reality. But we didn't just go to outside the stadium, we went inside the stadium. And we were joined by 45,000 other Fulham fans. And across the way at the top end there are all the Aston Villa fans. Fulham versus Aston Villa, Championship Playoff Final 2018, 26th of May, etched on my Park. I think Villa Park holds about 45,000, so I can account, account for all the, the Aston Villa fans, but Craven Cottage only holds 25,000. I don't know where the other 20,000 people came from. Doesn't matter, they were all there. And we were waiting with heady, giddy anticipation. All our senses were alive. The, the smell of the burger vans and the program, the souvenir program, all the chanting and the singing of our favourite players. We're waiting as the players come out. 
Three o'clock, the whistle blows, the games start. It ebbs and flows one way and another. Then, in the 23rd minute, Ryan Sessegnon, may his name be blessed, a slide rule pass that splits the Aston Villa defence. And Tom Kearney, the captain of the day, he runs in behind the defence, picks up the pass and slides the ball into the unguarded Aston Villa net. 1-0 Fulham. And then this happened. Always takes a bit longer for Fulham fans to clock on. Can we make that work? There we are. Is there a bit of volume? You can imagine the volume. Sorry about the camera work. Um, there we go. There was a guy, he was about six foot five, right behind me. He, as soon as we scored, he just jumped on me. I was trying to take a pick of this momentous moment. The whole, this guy, all on my back. 45,000 people going absolutely mad. The place erupted, 1-0 Fulham. Well, that's just after 23 minutes. In the, early in the second half, we had a guy sent off. We were down to 10 men. Would we hold out the whole game? That 90 minutes at Wembley, it's agony and it's ecstasy. We've scored, but will we hold on? Will we win the most uh, expensive game of football the world ever knows to get promoted into the Premiership? Will it happen? Every sinew in our body tightened, our guts turning, our stomach churning. Will we hold out the 90th minute? There's five minutes of extra time. Eventually, the whistle blows, the game's over. Fulham have won. Yeah! Come on. Now listen, I'll tell you, in a, if you go to a sports event or a Fulham event, often people are thinking, well, um, there's going to be a big crowd leaving this building, so I want to get out early, otherwise, you know, to, to beat the rush, otherwise I'll be stuck in traffic. So in a, in a usual Fulham game, even when we're winning and we're about to win, people sort of sneak off early, about sort of five minutes early, just to get out ahead of the rush. Not this time. Not, not this event. This is um, about 40 minutes after the game. So, look, all the Aston Villa fans, <laughs> see you later. But all the Fulham fans, see them there in the white replica shirts? This is about 40 minutes. We're just there, savouring the atmosphere. We can't believe we've won. We're just kind of grown men with tears rolling down their cheeks, remembering when they were at Wembley for the 75 Cup final. But this time we've won. We're kind of talking big and expansive. Yeah, I reckon we could beat Liverpool next year. Easy. So it's just, we're just drinking it all in. Imagine. Imagine if, Luke, my son and I, imagine if we'd gone with our Fulham scarf and our Fulham flag and we'd, we just sat outside the stadium and spent 90 minutes looking at a sign of Wembley Stadium. We, we would have missed that whole experience. Live with us forever. There we are. Two happy Fulham fans. That, that, I'll never forget that day for the rest of my life. It was the experience of Wembley. It was living and tasting and smelling and seeing Wembley in that whole environment that the sign is meant for. The sign points to the thing that it signifies. Consider this. The sign 
of the Christian faith, recognized all around the world, we've got it on our wall back there, is the sign of the cross. Here we are in church celebrating his birth, and yet the sign of the Christian faith is not a manger or a dummy. It's a cross. Because Jesus, the sign that the angels told the shepherds about, grew, lived amongst us, and then died on a cross. That cross signifies, points to, the greatest significance for every single one of us in this room. Indeed, for every single one of us in this world. That God loves us so much that he affected the greatest exchange in the whole of human history. Jesus died our death in order that we might live his life. And know God personally, not just on Christmas Day, but for the whole of the rest of the year, for the whole of the rest of our lives. The significance of baby Jesus, whom we celebrate today as the sign, the shepherds say, is the significance, the far greater worth of knowing that we can know him all our lives. I think about the year we've just been through. I, I don't know how it's been for you. Uh, disrupting, disturbing. I've had my head in my hands on a number of occasions. I've shed tears of frustration and anxiety. At times, I've, if I'm honest, I've felt completely overwhelmed. And in those times, the fact that I'm a Fulham fan didn't really help me that much, <laughs> if I'm honest. But the fact that I, through God's grace and generosity, I can say that I know Jesus personally, that is what has got me through. This will be a sign, you'll see a baby. And the baby points to the fact that the good news, the significance for us today is we have a saviour, a rescuer, someone who assures us that God lives with us through the highs and the lows of life. I've got no idea what next year holds for, for me personally uh, or for you. And, and the thing is, you've got no idea what next year holds. Who knows what the future holds? Well, this message tells us that we know who holds the future. God, who in his love sent us Jesus to be our rescuer, to be our guide, to be our comfort as well as our joy, to live with us every single day. That is the real gift of Christmas. That's what the sign at Christmas points to, the ongoing reality of knowing God our Saviour in our lives. I want to wish you a really happy Christmas. I want to wish you all God's joy and peace and comfort in whatever lies ahead in the year ahead. Thank you so much for tuning in at home. And just one final thing. On your way out, if you'd like to explore a little bit more about how it is you can come to know the thing that the sign points to, that the baby in the manger, the saviour for us all, then, then this little booklet, Why Christmas, is available just on your way out. I'd love you to take a copy. Inside, there's an invitation to our Alpha course. It's like a, an inquirer's course. You can explore for yourself uh, uh, the questions that uh, are no doubt swirling around all of our hearts and minds at the moment. Where is God? <laughs> Why didn't he show up? <laughs> How can I get to know him? Is Jesus real? How does prayer work? Those kind of questions we look to explore on the Alpha course and we'd love to invite you to our next one, Wednesday the 20th of January. We're doing it on Zoom. It works brilliantly on Zoom, actually. 
Um, I'd love to see any of you there. But for now, thank you so much for listening and a very happy Christmas. Will.